Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of SLP Talk Show. I am Carrie, and I am here with... I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm Jim. It's Jim. Jim and I are here. Uh, in case you're new to the show, I am a neurodiversity affirming pediatric speech language pathologist. And Jim and I have an autistic son. Yes. Named Aaron. His name is Aaron. He is now 19 years old. Mm-hmm. We also have two neurotypical daughters. Uh, and they one is a nurse and one is a teacher. Right. Um, and we homeschooled all three of them uh, for different periods of their life. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about our homeschool journey and really just kind of empowering parents. But uh, of course, before we get started, we need to do a quick, a quick game. A quip? A quip, yes. Uh, a quick game of <laughs> chump or champ. Are, okay. you, are you feeling lucky? Yes. Okay, let's 100%. go ahead. So what happens in this game is I ask Jim four questions. If yes. he gets all four correct, he is dubbed. The champ. The champ. And if he misses any, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm the chump. He's the chump. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I love him no matter what. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. Oh, in case we didn't mention, Jim's my husband. Okay, so, um, <laughs> and there's our favorite train. Okay, so, uh, first question, whose two best friends, this is so easy, are Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger? Oh, it's, uh, it's Harry Potter. It is Harry Potter. Very good. Nice. Uh, Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. What is the second highest uh, was it K2? Yeah, I didn't even know that was the name of a mountain. Yeah. Where's K2? I think it's right next to it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Okay. What does FAQ stand for? Um, facts? Like, uh, yeah. FAQ. Yeah, facts. Like, uh, like. Really? Frequently asked questions. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. I thought you I thought you really thought it meant free, facts. Free, no, like well, FAQs and just like things you should know. Frequently asked questions yeah. though. That's what uh, it stands for. You okay. almost missed that. I know. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay, last one. Uh who was Kurt Cobain married to when he died? Uh that would be oh man. Uh Courtney Love. You got it. Nailed so we're gonna it. we're gonna go ahead and just call you a champ, right? It's the first time in a while. You think? Yeah. I'm I don't know. Good uh, job, Jim. I'm Good so job. awesome. You are so awesome. All right. So we are going to start by just uh, telling our listeners a little bit about our homeschool journey. I would say that it was a, a kind of an eclectic adventure, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, our girls uh, who were born 11 months apart, and mm-hmm. I don't, I would say I don't really recommend that method, but you know, sure. that's how they came to us. So that's how we took them. So our girls went to public school until they were in third and fourth grade. And at that point, they were both kind of I don't know, time out, they were bored and, you know, I don't know. There was just, so we started having this discussion. We had, you and I had talked about homeschooling as a possible option. Well, we we started talking about homeschooling for Aaron because Maybe that's he was what it struggling. was first. So yeah. we had our son and Aaron was, yeah, so And, and so when we started researching it, and, and I, I did a fair amount of the research, I started looking into the benefits of, of, of what homeschooling could provide for for them as well right and, right and that's, what that's it was. when we kind of like well maybe we should 
consider this. Consider yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never intended to do that. No. Um, it was a journey, right? Yeah. It was it, a... It, and it was just kind of a conclusion we came to after our um, uh, research that we did. Yeah. So. And so we actually had a family meeting. I remember sitting at our dining room table with the girls and calling mm-hmm. this family meeting and saying, we wanted to talk to you about what homeschooling is. We wanted to share with you. I had gotten part of a curriculum just to give them an example. Remember right, that I right. could print off like a sample. And so we um, always taught our girls to do a pros and cons list. So I remember we're yep. sitting there with them at the dining room table. We made a pros and cons list. And really the only con that anybody could come up with, the girls were concerned, I won't see my friends. I won't be able to socialize. And so mm-hmm. we assured them, nothing going to change. You're still going to yeah. be in Girl Scouts. You're still going to play softball. We're still going to have play dates. So right. anyways, we made that decision. And so um, uh, we actually homeschooled Aaron uh, until he was in second grade and right. it was second semester, second grade. We kind of had this realization. I think he's regulated enough to go right. to school. Yes. And then we homeschooled the girls until they were in high school and we gave them an option to either yeah. go to high school, a private high school or um, so anyways, or stay homeschooled. So we had uh, a very um, interesting journey. But what we really wanted to talk about today is uh, related to the benefits and the potential kind of obstacles or, mm-hmm. or um, sure. you know, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? A drawbacks, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, to homeschooling, okay? Right. And I would say that homeschooling any child requires families to really have thoughtful conversations and weigh those pros and cons because it's a huge decision, right? But when you homeschool a child with a disability, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that there are additional considerations. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. So I thought what we'd do is start with benefits of homeschooling your autistic child. And Mm -hmm. I think that you probably, this would apply for a child with any disability. But since we're parents of an autistic child, um, we're going to kind of talk specifically about this. I would say one of the main benefits of homeschooling your autistic child is flexibility. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschooling um, allows you to schedule your day um, vary the times of day you know based on when your child is regulated Mm -hmm. when they're in a ready state it allows you to vary what days instead of saying well we always do school from 8 to 3 30 monday through friday right if your child's having an off morning on tuesday you know maybe you do something in the evening or you do a little bit on saturday or right so we like that you just wait a couple hours and wait a couple hours and try again how often did you do that with aaron Uh, a lot a lot absolutely um i would say another benefit of homeschooling your autistic child is that you can truly individualize yeah the programming okay um so what you do as a parent is you really look at your child's strengths their deep interests mm-hmm. and their needs instead of focusing on what is age or grade appropriate. Right. Because when in the schools, it seems like it's all, well, he's in second grade, so this is the curriculum we use. Well, and we're yeah, gonna... well, now it's time to do this. Uh-huh. And now it's time to do whatever the next subject is. Exactly. You know, and you really... can, but you can focus more on the areas of need that you deem necessary. Well, but also using their deep interests. Like sure. when Aaron was young yeah. and he was really interested in Angry Birds, we mm-hmm. did everything we could. Sure. Um, uh, to uh, Angry Birds and cars, yeah, and... Angry Birds cars. So we would embed that into yeah. his into his his day. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the third benefit of homeschooling your autistic child is that it's meaningful. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is homeschooling allows you to provide learning opportunities that are relevant and meaningful to your child's life, mm-hmm. rather than teaching your child isolated skills out of context based on some right. curriculum, right? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, it's time to work on spelling. We worked on spelling all the time with Aaron. I mean, mm-hmm. when he was talking about one of his birds or one of his cars, we would be, we would spell it out. And right. sometimes, do you remember how often he would write in a shallow pan of salt? Yep. 
because he that's how we taught him to form letters right is yeah. he he wasn't interested in holding a pencil but we really he was interested in letters and we felt like he had the capacity to mm-hmm. spell yep. and he was reading already and so um we would teach spelling in the context of whatever he was interested in in the moment yeah. and that's much different from saying okay it's time to work on spelling and right. if he's not regulated not interested then you get um pushback right sure. and that's Absolutely. when the behaviors come in all right the fourth benefit of homeschooling your autistic child is that it's familiar and safe mm-hmm. and when you homeschool your child is given the opportunity to learn in that familiar safe environment that is surrounded by all their comfort items right and all of their favorite people. Mm-hmm. Um, for our son, he loved his room. When he would right. dysregulate and felt a little out of control, he would always go to his room. Do you remember sure. how long he had a refrigerator box in his room? And we had put um, Christmas lights in the top of it. And he mm-hmm. would get in the box yep. because it was a safe, dark, enclosed space. Mm-hmm. And yep. eventually we put a tent in his room. Yeah, he had a tent um, in there yeah. for a long time. And so uh, it always felt like that was his safe place. Right. And he could go there, regulate himself, come mm-hmm. back out, and, and we were good to go. So just understand this. It's easier for a child to be in a ready state for learning when they feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a child feels threatened feels overwhelmed um you know somehow feels like maybe their 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 comfort items are going to be taken away from them they're gonna have to earn them back yep through compliance um Mm -hmm. what i need you all to understand is your child's nervous system will typically experience what we'd call a stress response Mm -hmm. and they will usually go into fight flight freeze mode and that's when we then as parents get those phone calls or emails from the school talking about their behavior and what a behavior problem they are and their outbursts are unacceptable and they're hitting teachers and Mm -hmm. and these kinds of things but my concern is that we're not looking at behavior as a clue to what's going on in the nervous system right as opposed to you know and, and i think you know and I, I don't know if this is the right time to to mention this but it, i'm just going to throw it out there because i'm thinking of it uh-huh. but um I, I always took kind of a page from your one of your seminars you know one of your sayings you would say you would you would you push a, a little bit push 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 and then when you feel that stress coming on you'd pull back and repair the relationship yeah yep. that's what you i mean i have the privilege of sitting through <laughs> All of your courses, uh-huh, uh-huh. I have listened to them multiple times, and I've, I've learned a lot. So, um, you know, and I applied a lot of that. Yep, absolutely. When I when I did that, so we would give him frequent breaks. Mm-hmm. But um, he didn't have to earn them. It was no, based no, no, on, no. It you was know, just, if he was engaged and yeah. things were going well, we keep going. It wasn't like, oh, right. do one more and then you can have a break. No, and I'll be honest no. with you, we tried that early on because we were very behavior yeah, we had like early that, on. That's, our system right. that we didn't really work break. out so and well and we realized so I, you know. it wasn't natural and yeah. it actually led to more behavior so yeah. Yeah. What, what jim was talking about kind of the push 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 pull back i like to use the analogy of it's like the ebb and flow you know right, so right. you kind of uh, push 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 because you want to challenge them you want yeah. to build skill set but when you start to recognize and you're the expert on your own child when mm-hmm. you start to recognize Ooh, I'm starting to see a stress response build, right? I'm starting, you're looking for those precursors. Yeah, yeah with Aaron, it was very easy. It was literal physical response. Yeah, physical like he, response. He, he would literally like put his hand on his head and maybe or, start, or, yeah. or start touching his face or something like that. And I knew. Or if okay. he put his hands over his ears, it's right. too late. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So we would start looking for those signs sure. um, of distress. And then what we would do is since we were push, push, pushing, then we pull back, repair the relationship. And right. then, you know, right. you, it always, you have to start with that authentic relationship. And we tried, I tried to, 
you know, you try to keep things fun. You know, fun. do Absolutely. things do things at lunch. Absolutely. Well, lunch that's is a thing. great time to. I mean, you guys, to, to, if you want to do math. Food preparation is where yeah, you learn fractions awesome. and where you learn geometry and you learn mm-hmm. we're going to cut this pizza in how many, you know, we need right. to cut it how in fifths pieces? because there's five of us. Or you got a chicken nugget and you cut it into four pieces. Exactly. It was so one, now it's four. four. Right. Oh you my know? gosh. Okay, so the fifth benefit is reduced stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschooling lets you move at a pace that works for your family. Right. Some kids need to sleep in a little bit later. Heck, some parents need to sleep in a little bit later, right? <laughs> so if you're a family who really is doing better if the kids can sleep, till 8 8 30 and you start at 9 yeah. you know well, so because i know that some people won't be able to do um you know homeschooling and just have one income right you know it's possible that some people might have to have a job in the evenings right. you know right. when, so when their spouse that. gets home or their right. significant other gets home they they will be able to take over and then they go to work right. you know so that sort of yeah. scenario but and, so that reduced stress like wake up when it works for your family eat mm-hmm. when it works for your family go on community outings when it works for your family sure. yeah. it allows you to say i'm going to meet my family's needs instead mm-hmm. of we do school from 8 to 3 30 every day right right that sometimes just isn't realistic you know it may have been more realistic for the girls to do something like that Mm -hmm. but they were they were so already you know ready for school Mm -hmm. you know we had an actual school room in our house like because when we started homeschooling the girls we actually bought two desks and we turned one of the rooms in the basement into a school room and we put up a whiteboard and um you know it literally looked like a school room but Aaron never once did school in that room that was not where Aaron was felt comfortable that wasn't the setting um it actually turned him off like to go in there and sit down I mean how many times did you sit with him under the dining room table and do school with him (laughs) you know you met him where he was at literally or we'd just do it on the floor wherever you know in his room you know wherever in the tent but yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. but um with with the girls they would you know they had a thirst and a love for learning so Mm -hmm. they were super easy and you know, and they learned once in the they more got into the routine, mm-hmm. you know, I would just say, you know, we're moving on to this next thing. Here's some things you need to know about this. If we're talking about history, or if we're mm-hmm. talking about um, math or whatever, you know, or spelling, they had different spell. We had different spelling kind of right. of, of uh, curriculums that we can mm-hmm. choose from. It was. That's the that's one of the daunting things. Is, you know, well, we'll get to going, that. We're not going to talk about that right that, now. Yeah, we're going to talk about the the drawbacks. But let's stick with the the positives right now. So mm-hmm. I love how you mentioned. I think one positive is that it's fun. You can make learning fun. You, you don't have. It doesn't have to be a war. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, to, it doesn't. Remember children. the geography game. Our girls mm-hmm. are 26, 20, 26 and twenty five, yeah, and they still I used to talk play the about geography game. The them. geography game <laughs> with them because, and they still, if we go to trivia or something, they know their geography. Like yeah. I'm so blown away yeah. at how how much they retained because you did it in a way that was fun, relevant, meaningful. I mean, games are fun ways to learn, right? What's Whitney's uh, nickname for me? Oh, Geography Jim. Geography Jim. Geography Jim. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So uh, another benefit of homeschooling your autistic child is connection. Homeschooling allows you to build a strong, authentic connection. Uh, Just remember this, every interaction and every activity that you engage in together is a learning opportunity, not only for your child, but it's a learning opportunity for you mm-hmm. because don't you feel like we the more the amount of time you got to spend with Aaron, you were the primary sure. homeschool parent, yeah. and 
you had you built such an amazing connection with all three of our kids. I right. would say a lot of dads don't ever have that no, opportunity. They don't, they I never had a chance. relationship like that with my dad when I was little, you yeah. know. Um, and so just know that um, what, what we're going to talk about today is kind of weighing the pros and the cons because it's not that there's more pros or more cons. It's actually in 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 our findings they're pretty equal. They're pretty balanced. Sure. But it's figuring out which ones matter. And I would say connection is going to be worth more weight than some right. of the drawbacks. Can, can we just talk about kind of the, the, what happened before we decided, I mean, you, you literally, you had to convince me at the beginning. To it, was, it wasn't like I was on board. No, no. With this at the beginning. Because you said, I'm not a teacher. Right? Yeah. That's what everybody and, and says. I was I'm just not like, a teacher. Well, how, how am I going to teach? Mm-hmm. And then I, I got into the curriculum and we, we, looked at it and I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more I got into it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. You know, but, and the other part was, you know, just, just being a man and, you know, right. and dealing with, well, yeah. what did people say? In, oh, in you're Mr. Mom. You oh, know? yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I got I, lots of silly names, you yeah. know, yeah. thrown my and way, which was, because... which was, you know, yeah. it's, it's fine. People it's have fine. their, have their have well, their own it's opinions. Bias. It is bias. It, it, Let's but be it clear. Is bias, yeah. It is bias. Okay. And what? And, and what, there's there's an assumption that that you know roles are to be the way they were forty years ago, fifty years, 50 years yeah, ago. Exactly. You know, and exactly. that's that's not true anymore. Yeah. Um, we have broken almost every societal expectation <laughs> for how families are supposed to be. Well, I don't so. know about now. Well, I don't know about now. Yeah. Now maybe we're just right in line. Right in line. Maybe so. But back maybe then, maybe we were just a little ahead of the game. Maybe so. Back then. Maybe so. All right. Let's talk about another uh, uh, benefit to homeschooling your autistic child is creative options. Homeschooling allows you to find creative ways to support your autistic child. So what you can do is really think outside the box. Like look for opportunities that can improve your child's development. Like maybe there's a, a, a trail. Maybe you can go mm-hmm. hiking. You know, yeah. maybe we got Aaron um, an adult size tricycle because he's always been so tall but a tricycle he still doesn't know how to ride a bicycle but and so he could go on bike rides with his sisters you know we bought we went to costco and bought one of those uh, outdoor play sets for recess because we're like well if we're homeschooling our kids and do you remember that's when Aaron really his motor skills started to improve like his motor planning because he Mm -hmm. was doing the rock wall and you know he was swinging and sliding and climbing the wrong way up the slide and stuff that sometimes we went to the park he wasn't as adventurous you know he was more interested in playing in the dirt and in the mulch but once we put that in our backyard and it was safe and it was accessible we Mm -hmm. found he was much more interested you know in doing those things Um, other things maybe instead of you think oh well but what about PE like if I homeschool, well, no, forget PE. How about going um, swimming lessons? Do you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how about therapeutic horseback riding? Sure. Like, you can, and again, going on hikes. Um, maybe if you live where there's mountains, you start doing skiing. Like, that counts as physical activity, right? Well, and I think that so many parents now choose to have their kids in organized sports, you know, uh, at an early age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, that that's, that's all the P- that's what PE, PE is. you yeah. need, really. Yeah. And and, um, you know, we, we counted a lot of that yeah. as PE. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we wanted our kids to be outdoors as much as possible sure. for that gross motor time. You know, we mm-hmm. encouraged our kids to, um, you know, um, oh, geocaching. There's another thing that as the girls got older, did right. you guys do some geocaching? Yep, you know, we did and geocaching. so for people that don't know, that's where there are items that are hidden um, in the community, in communities mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. Basically, yeah. and you can go and find them. You can put a little trinket in the in the box, or uh-huh. you know whatever it is. You can leave them or find. Usually, them. It's, they're like a canister or something. Uh-huh. But they have you know they have latitude, longitude, and you just you 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 just 
try to find them. But can you think of a better way to learn about latitude and longitude than right. actually geocaching? And orienteering a little bit, right. you know? I mean, it's not it's exactly just, like Boy Scouts, but it's it's it's. But it's that's some, it's something. The benefit of homeschooling is your kids get to learn in meaningful ways sure. and, and not just sitting at a desk but going out into the world going out into the community right and I just learning you can't stop a kid from learning let's be very clear about that kids right. are sponges kids as nervous systems as long as they're regulated okay right. they are sponges and they want to learn um, what happens in our traditional education system though is we pluck all the joy out of learning and so we have kids who say I hate school right. I promise you our kids never hated school when we were homeschooling I no. mean because they loved everything about it you well, know there was I, no homework that's another right. benefit yeah, that I don't the, even there was we no didn't homework. even put that one on there no but there's no <laughs> homework because you do everything at home I mean there's nothing you have to do after I, hours I think that when we when we did that on the pros and cons list and they were and that, all in and and Allie was like no homework yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, so think about this, guys. <laughs> so I, at that point, had my own speech therapy clinic. So I'm working outside the home full time. You're home with the kids. So when I would get home from work at five o'clock or whatever time, there it was all family time. I mean, yep. we got to play games every night yep. or go to softball games, whatever we had going on, because the girls didn't have the stress of homework. Because you right. were done by two two thirty every day with actual school, and so there's no such thing as homework in homeschool. Right. And that's well, the and, beauty. And guess what? Some of those games built on the skills they were working on in school. Exactly. Exactly. All Isn't right. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy, and it's so cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the final benefit that I'm gonna I'm gonna mention, and then we'll go into potential drawbacks, is mm-hmm. active involvement. So homeschooling means you're actively involved in every aspect of your child's education so no more feeling like a third wheel in the IEP meeting no more receiving phone calls or emails from the school about your child's behavior I'm gonna tell you that's the hardest part for a parent of an autistic child is always feeling like they always tell you that he's doing these things at school or that he's behaving this way and yet we don't see a lot of that at home and so it was or if we saw it we knew how to address it and we would look at the why behind the behavior and it just felt like when we had our son in public school very very early on I mean when he was in early childhood childhood um it just felt like they thought he was a bad kid he was a naughty kid and Mm -hmm. we just never viewed him as bad we viewed him as a kid who got dysregulated and Mm -hmm. if his sensory needs weren't met if his emotional needs weren't met yeah he was going to have a meltdown but we didn't think that that meant he was a bad kid and so sitting in those meetings and getting those phone calls and getting those pieces of paper home that would say he was non-compliant refused to participate you know all that I'm just going to tell you it it didn't sit well with me and it was hard well and I'll be honest in, in the beginning it was really hard Trying but, to get him used but to. As we as we built a level of trust with him, it got easier for me to to ask more of him. And that's what I mean when I say when you do things together, not only is he learning, but you're learning, right? right. You, He taught you so much. He's taught us both so much. Right. He's taught me how to do my job better, right? Yeah. He taught you how to help him learn and develop. Sure. He let you know, this isn't it, dad. And how did he let you know? Because he'd have a meltdown. Yep. And so, yes, it's hard. Like, yep. I mean, I know, I mean, I know that for me, I got to leave get away from, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the meltdowns and all of that. Yep. And then, but you were there, right? And that's right. why we really need to get into s- to some of the potential drawbacks. So let's talk about this. One of the potential drawbacks of homeschooling your autistic child is there's a lot, and I mean a lot of togetherness, okay? So mm-hmm. we love our kids, yeah. absolutely. But homeschooling your autistic child means you will spend all day, every day together without any regular scheduled time apart. Yeah. Like right now, when a, an autistic kid gets on the bus in the morning, and goes Mm -hmm. the parent now has those many hours right where they are apart and so scheduling time for self-care is critical 
I would argue for any parent who yeah. homeschools, but especially if you're homeschooling a child with a disability, especially if your child has, um, you know, struggles with regulation, has frequent meltdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at Aaron today at 19 and sometimes uh, you and I talk about how it's hard to think of how difficult it was when he was little. It was very, very difficult. Well, yeah, I, it, it, sometimes it takes me a lot to remember it, you know, just, I, I don't, I guess, focus on no. the meltdowns as much as the, joy the joyous things mm-hmm. that we did. Mm-hmm. But but there were meltdowns there every were day. a lot. And a, a lot, lot of meltdowns. Yeah. So for me, the most traumatic thing was I would come home after having a, a full day of work outside the home, and I would come home, and what did I want? What was the number one thing I wanted for the family to do? Eat dinner together. Yeah. I wanted us to sit down, and yep. Aaron couldn't do it. And if I had a, a, a hard day, I would try to put my foot down and be like, buddy, you're eating at the table with us. You're going to eat the same foods as us. And what would happen? Yeah. He would Epic melt down meltdown. every night. And then I would be so upset because I felt like I never got to spend time with my family. And then when I wanted to, it, you know, so right. I had to learn how to not put unrealistic demands on him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, because you spent so much time with him, you were the one who's able to coach me and be mm-hmm. like, this isn't a good time of day to be pressuring him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. this isn't a good time to put expectations on him. And so it was, it was, it is a lot of togetherness. So you have to look at that as it can be looked at as a benefit because all of these can be flipped, authentic mm. connection. It allows right. you to build that authentic oh, connection. Yeah. But a potential drawback is if you're not used to spending all day every day with your child. Right. And now you will. It, oh, like Jim just the, said, there's... it's not going to be like this rosy walk in the park every single no, day it, until it's... you get a um, a system kind of in right. place. You get a routine yeah. going and you've, you, you, know, you, you learn from past events. Right. And, and I'm just going to say on. this as a reminder. The autistic neurotype in general, runs on systems. Mm-hmm. So autistic children tend to do best when their world is predictable mm-hmm. because predictability makes it safe. Yeah. So while homeschooling allows you flexibility, right, to not always do things the same way, autistic children tend to thrive when there is a system in place. Oh, yeah. So it is important that, for example, like eating lunch at the same time every day, you know, mm-hmm. um, going outside after lunch. You know, certain things are going to be helpful if they remain the same. Allowing yourself to have that flexibility. Visual schedules are going to be extremely important um, when homeschooling an autistic child. Well, so and, they know. And, I, and I think that's when we made the decision to let him go to school um, and we had kind of did our due diligence there and figured out where he was going to be, what kind of an environment environment mm-hmm. he was going could to be Could they in. provide and, the and right we, supports? And yeah. if we thought that it, it would be something he could thrive in, uh-huh. uh, you know, at that time, he was telling me what we're doing next. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, like next dad we're going to do, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, and I, and I allowed him mm-hmm. to... Um, Okay, what do we we have to do all these things? But in what but order? you can tell me what we do next. Yep, yep. And then he would he'd be like, "Okay, I want to do this now." Okay. Mm-hmm. And we would. So when he went to school, there wasn't that flexibility. No, there wasn't. And but, I will I will tell but, you And there was I, there was definitely an adjustment period there. Yeah, and we saw the behaviors at home. Sure. And so we questioned, but the good thing is he had a great teacher. They had a very supportive yeah. staff at that building. We had to yeah, put him in. Was it wasn't amazing. his home school. We found I, a school. I, I loved And she all was like, I'm, I'm going to figure Aaron out. Like, I just need to get to know him. I need to figure out. And once she did, she loved him. Yeah. I mean. When was, I think as parents, you, you just want to know your child is not being, 
you know harmed or, in any way yeah, emotionally like just um not yeah. just if they come home they're mentally just spent uh-huh. at the end of the day to me that's kind of a red flag uh-huh. you know uh-huh. but i mean School is taxing anyway. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So, okay, another potential drawback is finding services. Homeschooling may require you Mm -hmm. where you feel like, you know what, I need some additional support here at home. Like we had an OT come Mm -hmm. help us figure out how to help Aaron learn to use scissors, for example, because like it was, you know, an OT friend of mine. We had the spring-loaded scissors. Well, no, and there was the the thing for his handwriting. Oh, for his handwriting. It was Um, like a little thing you put on the pencil to help him with the correct grasp. So it would put his fingers in right, the right spot. Right. So you you may have to now for me that was easier because I'm in the therapy world. Right. But I'm just going to say for I have, have contacts. Yeah. But for some families thinking about oh I need to find an OT or an SLP who can you know I just figured out my child I think my child's a gestalt language processor and I right. don't really know much about that. I need to right. find an SLP. So I'm going to say finding services for some um, homeschool families they may that may be too daunting and scary where like they're like yep. oh I don't know if I can do this. You know, I need right. I need an expert to do it. So um, I will just say this, finding providers who will work with you and your child together in your own home is ideal. Mm-hmm. It may be difficult to find, but yeah. if you can find, because what you really need as a parent, you may not know you need this, but what you need is parent coaching. Right. You need someone to help you identify how to support your child's learning and development at home during mealtime, during mealtime prep, during, you know, addressing time, during school time. Like, right, you need that, you need that support. Mm-hmm. It's not about hiring a therapist to come fix your child's deficits. Because if you're looking at it from that regard, then you think, well, I'll just take them to speech or OT one hour a week, just drop them off. I'll go get my grocery shopping done. Well, how's that going to help you at home though, right? Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to really try to find a provider who's willing to work together with you and your child. At when home. I think that has to factor into your decision-making process. Right, absolutely. Because That's why we're doing this. one of the yeah. things that was easy, easy decision for me was the fact that I had access to you right. and your expertise and I had and access to any of your colleagues who mm-hmm. you deemed necessary. Right. So that wasn't even a question for right. us. But I think for most people But families, I think for a yeah. lot of people it is going to be a question. It is going to be an issue. Absolutely. Um, another potential drawback would be meeting your other children's needs. So homeschooling your autistic child may make it difficult to meet the needs of your other children. So mm-hmm. it's really important to kind of have a plan in place to create a schedule on how to meet everyone's needs. But at the same time, you've got to remain flexible. Right. So like how you said, you know, we had this room, the school room where the girls, you'd get them set up. And then right. if Aaron seemed to be regulated, he was in a good place, right. you know, you would go and do, you know, something um, a, a little maybe, you know, more directed for him. And then mm-hmm. you would come back so you would bounce back and forth which i'm sure was exhausting and and mentally taxing um i mean it it wasn't that bad but it's you know like if you're used to multitasking at work and you've got uh you know things that happen or just come up and and something like that yeah and being able to kind of fly by the seat of your pants that's that mental flexibility or Mm -hmm. cognitive flexibility it's a it's an executive function skill so i would say as a parent who chooses to homeschool you have to have that that strength. You have to be able to say, I mean, yes, I'm going to have a plan, but I also know that I'm going to have to be flexible. That plan may have to change. Yeah. And it may have to change in the moment. Right. All right. So another potential drawback uh, would be financial. Um, Homeschooling often means a reduction in income. And let's be honest, it may not be feasible for some families. Like you said, you know, some families, um, the parent who decides to maybe leave their full-time, you know, job um, to stay home and homeschool, maybe they have to get an evening job, or maybe now we have more opportunities to work from home. 
home, maybe three hours a day. Mm-hmm. They do data entry or they're, uh, you know, they do something online. Sure. But so that they're available during the day, you know, you know until the other parent can right. get home or grandparent support. I mean, or, thank goodness we live in this time where that is possible. It Back is. then it, it wasn't, it wasn't. It was no, possible for no. me to do anything like um, that. You know, one other thing to think about is that if you are homeschooling multiple children, and let's say you have one autistic child like we did and two right. neurotypical, our girls, we were able, but again, it's it's can you make it, is it available and is it financially feasible? But our church actually offered a homeschool academy. Right. Now, Aaron, they couldn't support Aaron's needs. You know no. what I mean? But the no. girls would go two days a week, two afternoons a week, which that freed you up then to focus solely on Aaron. You know, And so yeah. they did that for two years where they went to this homeschool academy and there they got art, music, PE, they took Spanish, you know, and it was through our church. So because we were members, you know, it was less of a fee and, you know, so we made that work. And so there, there might be homeschool co-ops, there might be homeschool academies. There's things that you can look at for your typically developing children or your neurotypical children. Um, Just know that children with disabilities, often they can't meet those support needs. You know, you can ask, but it may not be an option. And can I just say, he absolutely loved going to drop them off oh he did and then that was part of getting day, in the car it? he loved going isn't that loved funny because we'd take the same route and he would talk about the same things oh, on the way was, there what? there was a there was a green there was a green bug uh-huh. car you know oh, a, a yes. volkswagen bug uh-huh. that, that that we'd drive by every time and he would be like there there's the green bug green yep. bug dad green bug you know and and, <laughs> and so you know you're right he, he loved he going, going the but same he way. also knew that when we got back from dropping him off, it was time to work. Yeah, and he was ready to go. Yep, and, and he was. Yep, that um, was. That he was, was always really good about that. He it, was. You know, that was good for him. That because it, it was, kind of helped. like you said, routine. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That he enjoyed. All right, another potential drawback is resources. Uh, homeschooling requires you as the parent to research and piece together different curriculums and different resources in order to support your child's learning um, and acquisition of new skills. Mm-hmm. So for the girls, it was easy. Neurotypical kids, we bought a homeschool curriculum. We bought the math curriculum. We bought the spelling. You know what I mean? We did yeah. that. We researched it. That was right. Taxing. We mixed and matched right. a bit. It, we did. But... but when it came to Aaron, we realized none of those curriculums could meet his needs. Now, there may no. be homeschool curriculums today for you know um children with disabilities but i'll tell you like for especially for autistic kids um online uh there was this program called i think it's called time for learning time for learning and we never he was never at age or grade level but we we they let you take a pretest to kind of see where you should start you know and so he would do time for learning and i don't know that I mean, he just loved it because it was online. It was, and he directed it. He used the mouse. Like he did it all and he loved it. And he loved because he would earn, I don't know, coins or, you know, I mean, I don't think they meant anything to him, but he just knew when he finished a section that it would cheer and there'd be confetti. And he loved that because he knew it meant I finished it. And the stories were that, that he would read were were pretty fun Mm -hmm. and, and he, he would laugh and And he liked the animation and it was silly and he liked that. So that's one of the advantages is you can use you know, everyday activities, like we talked about, you know, doing math when you're cooking, right? When you're preparing food and, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, teach other concepts in functional ways, but you can also add in, uh, if your child's deep interest is, uh, car washes or, um, dinosaurs, you're obviously going to choose, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're doing literacy stuff, you're going to, if you're going to do reading and writing, you're going to choose books that are in your child's wheelhouse, right? Instead of based on some curriculum where the books are not relevant and meaningful to your child. So, um, I think there was a fair amount of video 
like modeling mm-hmm. in there too yes. or actual videos like when we're talking about like uh let's say um you know emergency situations oh right right what or would you let's, do let's uh-huh. ta- if we're talking about weather uh-huh you know and it would show like you know this is a, a thunderstorm this is what happens right. you know this is what you need to do or yeah. this is well you know, video modeling these are tornadoes and video modeling is an evidence-based approach to supporting autistic right. learning and so i don't think there's enough video modeling being used so finding an okay. online curriculum finding but, using videos in ways it was it was learning. something it was something that would captivate him and then he was learning at the same at the time. Same time. Yep, so, absolutely. So um, while resources may be a burden, especially in the beginning, just remember that's it also turns into a, a positive in that it allows you to be flexible. It allows you to yeah. meet your child where they're at. It allows you to use resources in the modality in which your child seems yeah. to be drawn. I you know, it's it's not just doing worksheets no my gosh that was the thing that would cause him to dysregulate the more worksheets we would expect him to there do there were some worksheets he was okay with yeah but i mean a lot of them though basic math stuff he mm-hmm. was pretty good with mm-hmm. but you know a, a lot of times we weren't doing that no we no. were we were either just um doing it in the moment or right. we were there was maybe a a part of his video curriculum right. or his his uh that time for learning right. system right that right. would do that so yep. All right. Another potential drawback of homeschooling your autistic child is organization. Uh, Homeschooling requires you to have strong planning and organizational Mm -hmm. skills. Uh, Some states require homeschool families to log their hours. Some require you you to maintain and submit specific documentation. Maybe some yet. Some do. Our Missouri, our state didn't. I mean, we had to maintain it in case we're ever audited, in case some neighbor turned you in because they thought you weren't. You know. Right. So we had. I think we had to have like something like. 900 hours something I don't know. like it's, I, it's same some, number of some hours number. you have to have in school yeah, i mean it's it was no the different same number but of, of educational just know hours that as a parent who chooses to homeschool um i mean there's something called unschooling um and unschooling is where a parent says i'm not doing any curriculum i'm not buying it i'm just going to teach my child during like how they used to learn in the olden days you know just incorporate everyday experiences right. um so just know in some states that's not going to fly right no, you know in some states yeah either. you're going to have to um have something that is a little more structured so that you can document that your child yeah. isn't being denied access to school. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, what's so interesting, Jim, I didn't even have a chance to tell you this before we recorded this, but I did a social media post on this topic. I almost always do a social media post and then we follow up with a podcast. But someone told me that in some countries, homeschooling is, is illegal. They said mm-hmm. um, in Germany, it's illegal. And um, in, in Finland, which you know, I've researched the education system in Finland a lot. In Finland, you can't homeschool because there's no reason to. There's not, you can't even have private schools because the Finnish education, they make sure that all of their schools are equitable. They make sure it doesn't matter where you live um, or um, there's no such thing as like living on the wrong side of the tracks in Finland. Like they make sure that every school is as high quality as every other school. So they don't give an option for that. I think one of the reasons so many American families choose to homeschool is because there's a dissatisfaction, you know, with the services that their child, because there are good schools. We know that. Right. right? right, And then there are, there are good school districts and there are school districts that are struggling financially and who don't have um, staff, you know, don't have high quality continuing education, you know, for their staff. So, um, and then finally, the last one is another potential drawback is the law and IDEA. Um, The 2004 Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, which is abbreviated IDEA, Mm -hmm. it requires public schools to evaluate all children with disabilities, whether or not they attend public school. So if you choose to homeschool your child, it's not like your child can't get an evaluation. They absolutely 
absolutely can. Okay, so the right. law says um, they can evaluate. So homeschooled children with disabilities have a right to both an evaluation and they have a right to an individualized education program, which we call an IEP. Mm-hmm. So while those are available, okay, those services aren't mandatory. And what I mean by that is a school cannot order a homeschooled child to come to school because they've written an IEP. Does that make sense? Like if we, because we did, we went to our school when Aaron was in second grade and said, we want an evaluation. We mm-hmm. would like to, our son to, to see if he would qualify for services. You know, we've right. been homeschooling him. So they did. We took him in. They did all these evaluations. And they said, yes, he's eligible um, for services. Here's our IEP. But they can't then say, we we need him to come to school. Right. Like, you can't make that. You can make the IEP, right? So what parents have to do then is find out what, if any, services the school makes available to homeschooled students. The law says they only have to do the evaluation and write the IEP. There is no mandate that services be provided. So certain school districts in certain states say, no, 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 we're going to give services. So you might be able to get therapy for your autistic child Mm -hmm. through the school district. One of the things we accessed when Aaron was homeschooled is we went to the school library once a week. Remember, we set it up with the librarian and you and Aaron went every week and he checked out four books or whatever every other student did. And they went during a time when there weren't a bunch of other kids in the library. But they were, even when Aaron was homeschooled, we still had access to that. And that was because our school let us. Like, does that make sense? So every school has their own... Right. They get to make the call. Well, we knew the librarian too. Yeah, it helps when you know the librarian. She was our neighbor. So, <laughs> but I still think had I called up there and yeah. and I, I don't think they would have denied us. No, I think most parents don't no. know that's an option. Because right? I think I, I distinctly remember when we were looking to get him evaluated, there we weren't even sure if we could. And I remember somebody saying, "Well, do you pay taxes?" <laughs> You pay taxes for that school. You're in the school district. Right. You have access, and that's to what that. IDEA says. It says we schools cannot deny you an evaluation, right. and they cannot deny you the IEP if the child is eligible. But it doesn't mean that they have to provide services. That's not written into the law. The law ends there, and so individual school districts decide what mm-hmm. they will provide or offer. Right. Okay, so like um, some school districts might say, well, we won't come to your home. Um, that's not what we do. But if you want to bring your child for itinerant therapy you mm-hmm. know you can bring him from 2 to 2 30 right. but parents aren't usually allowed in there so that's why for us we never had Aaron in therapy when we homeschooled instead we brought in our own private therapist who could coach us on right. how to best support him yeah. so we Aaron has had very little direct therapy in his life that focused on fixing deficits because yeah. even before it was, I understood, it was more routines it was before you know. I ever even knew what neurodiversity affirming meant I realize now we've been neurodiversity affirming parents our whole life because mm-hmm. everything they recommended that we do we pretty much did the opposite because it never felt right in our gut you know all the the intensive behavior therapy and all of those things so um anyways we need to wrap this up so what i can i I just say one more thing please do um i think there's also there's you can do music and art and stuff like that too pretty easily in fun ways with Like um, both girls had their their musical instruments and they of their choice, lessons. like piano One, and and guitar and a guitar, yeah. And so now Whitney's twenty seven and a pretty darn good guitarist, yeah. And has yeah, yeah. I don't know how many guitars and but loves, they went to loves lessons, music. But they went to lessons right. and that counted as their music time. I mean, right. does that make sense? And remember, yeah. they had to practice from nine to nine thirty every day. That was the first thing before they yep. went and did school. They practiced their instruments for thirty right. minutes. Yep. So they they got the music right. right. And 
and right. we bought this special art program. It was only it wasn't like for years and years, but where they learned about all the different painters and learned about yep. eras, and yep. they still talk about so that. I mean, it, it, it's something that I think is so important. The the arts and the fine music, arts, yeah. fine arts, mm-hmm. are just not being addressed addressed yeah. as much in schools yeah. and you can do that you can do that when you homeschool and going to the museum right, right. i mean we have a free museum here in yeah. kansas city like being able to just say okay kids we're going to the museum today yeah. don't tell me that's not educational it, science it city do you remember we used yeah. to take them to science city oh my gosh we could talk all day about how much we thoroughly enjoyed we're not saying homeschooling is easy and the, the thing i want to i want to kind of say to wrap up is i hope you see that it's not about whether there are more pros or cons to homeschooling or to homeschooling a child with a disability. Um, What I want you to think about, because really the pros and the cons, they're pretty equal. I mean, when I I numbered them, they're pretty equal. What it is, is it's about prioritizing what's best for your family. And you're the only one who knows what's best for your family. So it's, it's not about are there more pros or cons, it's are the pros so important that they right. outweigh any cons that there are. And for our family, for periods of time in their life, it did outweigh it, right? And, and you have the control. And you have the control. So as neurodiversity-affirming parents, there were certain factors for us that weighed in more than others. And I would say for us, at that point in Aaron's life, when we chose to homeschool him, we wanted him to feel safe and secure. Yep. And I think nothing trumped his safety and his feeling of, of security. So um, we wanted him to be, we wanted to be able to meet his needs in the moment. And we really felt like we needed to address his sensory needs, yep. you know, and we just didn't feel like they could do that at that moment in his life at school. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, uh, so get out there, be kind, be accepting, put your screens down for a bit, go outside. It is such a beautiful world out there and the sun is shining today. It's so wonderful. It's warm. Yes, it's beautiful. Please don't forget to schedule your mammogram. Early detection could save your life. As an 11-year breast cancer survivor, it certainly saved mine. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.